Hello, everybody. Welcome to an all-new Downright Sports Radio here on DynastyRadioNY.com, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B, and now on Street Madness Radio live in Atlanta. Uh, we welcome everybody. If you never heard the show before, well, get ready, because you're about to hear something you've never heard before. Today's show, we're going to discuss the NBA 7015. We're also going to talk about the NFL and who the MVP should currently be right now. And we're going to talk about the Braves returning to the World Series. So, look at your clock and ask yourself, hey, what's up, what time is it? It is showtime! It don't
America, your wait is over. It's only been a week, or if you listen to the podcast yesterday or this morning, it hasn't been that long. Welcome, everybody, to an all-new Downright Sports Radio here, live, American-made, here on DynastyRadioNY.com. And now on Street Madness Radio, so proud to be on both. Uh, I'm appreciative of uh, radio shows that understand. (laughs) Um, Yeah, if if you're paying attention uh, and you listened to the show before, just know, i got to clean these, just know that I'm not on the station outside the country anymore because, you know, I'm not going to tolerate anybody's crap if you must know. You hear me? Any case, if uh, thank you for listening. This is Downright Sports Radio. I am your host, Brent Reed, the notorious sports critic. The uh, This is a show for sports fans. Um, if you're a sports fan, you love sports, this is the show for you. I have no ties to any particular company or anything like that. This is all about us just being friends and having a topic and just talking. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's showtime. Let's get into it. The NBA is, seven, is 75 years of the NBA. The NBA 75th list is out. It's out there. Who's who is a who's who. I'm not naming all 75 players. But names like Kareem, Ray Allen, Allen Iverson, Elvin Hayes, John Havlicek, James Harden, question mark. We'll come back to that. Al Greer, Hal Greer. The Iceman, George Gervin, The Big Ticket, Kevin Garnett, Walt Frazier, Patrick Ewan, Dr. J, Kevin Durant, Tim Duncan, Clyde Drexler, Carl Malone, The Mailman, Moses Malone, Mr. Fo-Fo-Fo, Pete Maverick, Bob McAdoo, Kevin McHale, George Mike and the original big man, Reggie Miller, I hated that man, Earl Earl the Pearlman, Dr. Sorry. Uh, Steve Nash, Dirt. That's all I got to say. Uh, the King himself, LeBron James, Magic Johnson, James, Sam Jones, MJ. Jason Kidd, Kawhi, mm, skipping. Uh, Dave the Butcher, Anthony Davis, Steve, Steph Curry, uh, Billy Cunningham, uh, Bob Cousy, Walt, I mean, uh, Wilt Chamberlain, the Black Mamba, Larry Bird, um, Elgin Baylor, Rick Barry, Sir Charles Barkley, Paul Pierce, Nate Archibald, uh, Carmelo Anthony, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and honestly, that is the basically the entire list. The list came out, and you almost can't argue against it. But if you've ever heard this show before, I will argue against it. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if everything was completely accurate on this list. There are players on this list I'm not sure I would have put on there. Now, it came to me before I did the show, and I'm going to tell you right now, this hoodie will not make it to the next segment. Hell, it may not make it through this segment. I did turn the air on, and it seemed to be not pumping. But <laughs> um, there are guys on this list that are great players. I'm not sure they're all-time greats. Now, what... Is the what defines an all-time great? Well, in my opinion, championships, and not being a supported player, being a key figure in said championship. So, if you're saying, "Well, Brent, what, what do you mean? Who, who?" Oh, wait, bringing out of retirement, the bullhorn. 
Let's, let's do this right. Let's have some fun with this. All right, give me a few seconds. The segment may go on longer than I thought because I wasn't expecting to do all this. If you want inside footage on how to do the show, a lot of the stuff's done on the fly. I prepare it. I get, make sure my notes is right, but the rest of it's done on the fly. Just FYI. No. 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 Where's the international phone? All right, here we go. Who can that be? Who, who, who can that be? Caller, line one. Hey, how you doing, man? This is Steve. Steve uh, knows it all. James Harden ain't got no championships. Huh? He made the list. Thanks, caller. I appreciate it. Excellent question. James Harden averaged a triple-double one season. He's an MVP. He dribbles. He shoots. Blah, 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 blah. And not to mention the beard itself should be there. But if you think about who didn't make the list, it could scratch your head just a little bit. Now, guys, I put question marks next to. James Harden, Dame Lillard, Carmelo Anthony, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard. Time to piss some people off now. Let's start with Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony's on this list because he is now ninth all the time in scoring. Period. Carmelo Anthony, at one point, was one of the most dominant scorers in this league before Kevin Gar- I mean Kevin Durant entered the league. Carmelo Anthony is a part of one of the greatest draft class, if not the greatest draft class since the 84 draft ever. Okay? Carmelo, it's not his, well, it's not Carmelo's fault. Carmelo doesn't have a championship. All right? He, you know, for all of his faults, let's get, let's get this, let's get this straight. Carmelo was the man in Denver. All right? George Carl can say what he wants to, but outside of Carmelo, and as much as Chauncey Billups wants to pat himself on the back for being the best, you know, the best, uh, a role player out, you know, outside of uh, Chauncey Billups's year in the you know, years in Detroit and that one championship year, you sir ain't contribute that much in my opinion, and that's why my show is my opinion. Now, with that being said, LeBron won his championships. He had a D Wade, Chris Bosh, and then later a, a, Kawhi, a Kyrie Irving. Name me one other player on this list when Carmelo was in his prime, he got to play with. Why that other player was in his prime. Allen Iverson, he played with. AI was no longer in his prime. He played with uh, Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard, I mean, uh, uh, excuse me, um, the hell's his name? Uh, Melo was not his prime. Now, he did get to play with Jason Kidd, but Jason Kidd already won a championship in Dallas and was pretty much done by then. He was Coach Kidd by then. Carmelo has not had the luxury when he was in his prime to have a, a, a top 20, 15, 10, or 5 player in the league. He never had that. So don't give me this stuff, all right? Giannis Antetokounmpo was able to get it done with the type of team he had. Number one, it was all it was, you know, it's a lot of luck. And Giannis is honestly a better player than Carmelo because Giannis does a little bit of everything. But Car- has Carmelo earned his place on this list? Yes. Is he pro- now? The NBA was smart not to rank them like the NFL does, which 
there will be a show where I do that. But I will probably put Carmelo somewhere in that 70 range. He probably should be. You know, he's a great scorer. But you got to factor. People got to remember, you got to factor in everything. Winning is the ultimate be-all and end-all. That you don't get in the sports for participation. You don't get in the sports for numbers. You get in the sports to win. That's it. Moving on. Dame Lillard should not be on the list. Dame Lillard's great, fantastic basketball player, tremendous, entertaining to watch. Not quite sure he should be on this list. Who is he on the list over? He should be on here over Dwight Howard. I don't disagree with that. But should he be on this list over Tony Parker? Are we serious with this? Tony Parker, three championships as an MVP. Uh, think, uh, sure, whatever. Tony Parker has got three championships, and not to mention was the one of the you know the Spurs big three is underrated. Quite frankly, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, Mono Ginobili. Outside of Tim Duncan, you're talking two guys who went in the second round. Not guys who were first overall, second, third, whatever. These guys went late. All right. Oh, here it is. Actually, Tony Parker went in the first round, 28th pick. That might as well be the second round. Uh, he is a finals MVP. Thank you very much. Four-time NBA champion. I was completely wrong. Four-time NBA champion, six-time All-Star. But he did play with more fan-friendly All-Stars when he played. Tony Parker should be on the list over um, over um, Lillard, quite frankly. My opinion. I don't give a damn what you said. Moving on. Uh, Anthony Davis. Who Anthony Davis is on this list over Bernard King. That's blasphemy. That is utter blasphemy. Anthony Davis is a great basketball player. Don't get me wrong. Fantastic ball player has done the has done uh, a noble deed. But let's not forget the first part of Anthony Davis's career, where he pretty much could not take his team even to the eighth round. Barely, barely. Don't give me this. Trent, look, when you are in categories of LeBron, Kevin Durant, others, when you're in top five category, well, that's what they put you at. You at least got to get your team. Somewhere in respectable range of making that little thing called the playoffs. Once you make the playoffs, then we can start having the argument. Uh, no MVP awards, none of that. You look at a guy like a Bernard King, Hall of Famer, check. Scoring champion, check. Four-time All-Star, check. Not to mention Bernard King put up numbers, people. He was the Knicks in the 80s. Um, you know, his Knicks run in the 80s was stellar huge even. The guy put up numbers. Bernard King, maybe Bernard King's number 75 on the list, but Bernard King should be somewhere on this list. I'm not sure Anthony Davis has earned that rate just yet. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi's won the championship with San Antonio and he's won it with Toronto. Right now, he's just chilling the strip clubs. Is he great? No question. Should he be on the list over T-Mac? Ooh. Should he be on the list over Paul Gasol? Ooh. Should he be on the list over Vince Carter? My argument, yes. Although those names I mentioned were great, he was able to do something none of them could do that was won a championship, quite frankly. Vince Carter, legendary. Tracy McGrady, great to watch. for for He had a great five, seven-year run. Um, Bernard King, the champ, the two champ, leading Toronto to a championship, something Vince nor T-Mac 
was able to do, he deserves to be on this list for that. Those two, I should not have put question marks next to. And Giannis Antetokounmpo. Based on the guys who were left off the list, Giannis earned the list. What he did for Milwaukee last year was huge. Hell, what he did for the NBA was huge because the NBA had not seen that style of basketball player in a long time. I'm talking about a big man that got it done with the inside game as Jameis Winston is moving them feet, getting the the Saints within scoring range. He's got them at the goal line. Go ahead, Jameis. Anyway, you look at what Giannis did last year. You look at what he's done during his career. Giannis has found a way to become one of the best players in the game without changing his game. He's he, 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 he's a fantastic uh, defensive player. He's a fantastic scorer. He's an old-school style player. Mid-range dunks, layups. Will take the three when it's there, but doesn't rely on it. You got to commend him for that. Uh, oh, almost forgot to name some other guys. You got Chris Paul. Should Chris Paul be on this list over Tony Parker? Now, yes, the, what Chris Paul did last year was fantastic, and I thought he should have won the MVP award. I'm talking like um, I'm talking like Max Kellerman right now. But I'm not 100% sure Chris Paul, is he one of the all-time best? Is Chris Paul a transcendent player? Are people, kids, boys, and girls out there wanting to be the next Chris Paul? Chris Paul was drafted with a lot of draft with a lot of uh, point guards in his draft class. It was one of the best you might have ever seen. Uh, but I'm not sure I'm gonna put Chris Paul in over um, Tony Parker. Will I put him in over T Mac? Yeah. Yeah. Would I put him over Yao Ming? Yao Ming changed the game forever. Put China on the map. But we don't have a string of Chinese players just out of nowhere just wanting to play. We're not seeing that. You know, that that's not happening. He didn't transcend it that hard. If you look at that old, if you look at the class Chris Paul was drafted and Darren Williams, Chris Paul, Raymond Felton, three point guards went back to back to back. Um, I'm sure there's more here if I wanted to dig in. Jared Green, who's still in the league, barely. Nate Robinson had a nice run. I'm not going through this. So Jason Maxfield, he was okay. David Lee, former Nick, good player. I'm on a tangent, sorry. <laughs> Any case, you can make an argument for Chris Paul. Chris Paul's great, one of the best point guards that ever played a game. Stats-wise, he's in the kitchen, he's doing his thing. But the James was just throw an interception. No, pass got deflected. Fourth and goal. Um, Saints got to kick it. <laughs> so, my only person that I would make a consideration to remove Chris Paul. If I was to keep Chris Paul on this list, who would I take off? Who would be removed from this list? Dominic Wilkins. That's who I would take off. And I'm going to leave it at that. Yep, I'm going to leave it at that. Now, as I wrap up this segment, who should coach this all-time team? Red Albach, Pat Riley, Phil Jackson, Larry Brown. Hell, Larry Wilkins. Is it Larry Wilkins? I don't know his name. Who should coach this team? This team's got a lot of stars on it. There's only two men that could coach this team. Pat Riley is the head coach. Phil Jackson as the assistant. 
that time I'm going to end this segment. Hey, everybody, thank you for listening. This is Downright Sports Radio here on Dynasty Radio NY and now at Street Madness Radio. Atlanta, welcome. <laughs> I'm welcomed, all right? Uh, the rest of the show today, we're going to touch on and talk a little about what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the NFL, and the, for the first time ever, I waited until week seven to do this, too. For the first time ever, we will have the first ever... All right, that was annoying. The top six showtime teams, and I'm also going to pick who I think the MVP is and should be going forward. And then we're going to talk about who else? The Atlanta Braves in the World Series. That should be fun. Um, I'm not sure what music I'm going to play next because what I wrote down may not actually happen. So you may hear Redman and I'll be that or you potentially could hear something else. I did not know Rick Ross had the tattoo over his beard, like right above the beard. Can't even see it. It's like a waste of money. Downright right, Sports, everybody.
Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. I am the tower of power, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey. Sky is the limit and space is the place. Macho man. All right, we are back, everybody. Little macho man. Oh, yeah. Dig it, brother. Dude, macho man. Nah, I used to do it when I was a kid. I, my voice get too deep for it or something. I don't know what happened. Anyway, if you're watching on Facebook Live, I told you the hoodie had to go. It got, got a little warm. That hoodie is made for the dead of winter. It's not made. It's definitely not made for this office or slash studio, whatever you want to call it. Alright, so. Whew. Alright, uh, so for the first time ever downright sports, and I hope I keep doing it for years on end, and I'm probably going to do it for the rest of the week, but it will end, I mean the rest of the week, I will do it for the rest of the, the year until the football season is over, and basically it will probably start airing on the news bulletin or somewhere in the show, but for the first time ever downright sports, and your notorious sports critic is going to give you his Top six NFL Showtime teams to watch and may win it all. Are you ready? Yes, let's get ready. Ready. <laughs> anyway, uh, starting at number six, this, and this was tough. I made two lists, and I broke it down to the second one. If you have a problem with the list, if you're watching on Facebook, hit me in the inbox. If, you, <laughs> if you're listening to the radio on Dynasty Tuesdays at 8 o'clock and Thursdays at 8 o'clock. Uh, are you listening to Street Madness Radio this on uh, Wednesday morning at 11 o'clock? Nice and loud. Go ahead and email the show. <coughs> Excuse me. Go ahead and email the show at downrightsportsradio11 at gmail.com. I think it's just Downright Sports Radio. I'm pretty sure it's. Keep listening and I will give that information to you. I think I'm wrong. <laughs> anyway. Uh, let's go. Number six, five and two, Las Vegas Raiders. I think based on what the Raiders have done this year, their best wins right now are over Baltimore and Pittsburgh. They're second in passing. It's enough for me. And they overcame losing their head coach, the man who built the current team. And they're right now five and two on the season. They're looking good. They are won back-to-back games after looking like the team was getting ready to spiral. So, Big ups to the Raiders. This could be different next week. But as of today, the Raiders are number six. Number five, the 5-2 five and two Cincinnati Bengals. You all are impressed, and you should be a little bit. Joe Burrows is doing his thing in Cincinnati. He's got believers in that place. The Queen City is happy. He's got that team looking good. He has an impressive, if there is such a thing, he has a very impressive loss against the Green Bay Packers. Him and Green Bay, they went down to the Y. If it wasn't for a field goal kicker, they would be 6-1 right now. Uh, based on their season currently right now, their best win, they beat Minnesota, they beat Pittsburgh. Uh, they killed the Ravens just this past Sunday. So big ups to Joe Burrows, who right now is making a believer. And in my opinion, he's starting to look like, uh-oh, the rebirth of a quarterback we all know and love in Peyton Manning, but more mobile. So this could be impressive. The kid's got an arm. He's already had his injury, which was his red shirt season. So I'm, I'm very impressed with him. Moving on. Number four, the 5-1 and one Cowboys. Cowboys, for some of you Cowboy fans out there, know you're like, why aren't they higher? Well, what is this? 
you know, as a Cowboy fan, will let you believe they've won every Super Bowl since the dawn of time. They won Super Bowls back when it wasn't even football. The Cowboys just win every year. But contrary to what you may believe, what we know is the Cowboys have not won a Super Bowl in this century, nor have they won, okay? So, yeah, let's let's pump the brakes, all right? Uh, but they are having a pretty good year in being 5-1. and one, They're coming off a bye week. They have an impressive loss against Tampa Bay. If, again, if there's such a thing. I'm giving the old BCS standings. You remember the BCS? Well, they got an impressive loss, so we got to put them up there. But uh, Cowboys are second in overall offense, first in passing. Uh, that's the wrong team. That's Tampa. Sorry, I don't have what the Cowboys are great at. The Cowboys basically are good at beating up on bad teams right now. You beat who you beat, congrats, but their schedule is weak. Weaker than a tree branch on a hundred-year tree. I'm just saying. Somebody gave me a thumbs up. For some reason, I can't see who's watching, which is odd. Um, moving on. Number three. The 6-1 and one Tampa. No, that record can't be right. Tampa Bay's got two losses on the year, don't they? They lost to the Rams. I think it's their only loss. Yeah, Tampa Bay only lost to the Rams. Who, why am I debating with myself? <laughs> that is, uh, that's disturbing. I'm not, I, for now on, whoever listens to watch the show, I'm talking to the dogs, all right? I'm always talking to the dogs. Because the dogs sit here during the show. A lot of it's due to, you know, paranoia. <laughs> I don't like sitting in this room by myself. But, uh, their record. What's their record? What's their record? What's their record? What's their... <laughs> the 6-1. and one. I'm sure they're 6-1. Yeah, 6-1. and one. I was right. Stick to your guns, bro. You only wrote it down from the computer. 6-1. and one. They lost to the Rams. Who were good. Not great, but good. They smacked the Cowboys. They're second in overall offense, first in uh, passing. They didn't smack the Cowboys, but they made sure to make a message. They're so good. Tom Brady is currently sitting with Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. One he beat all the time, and the other he lost to twice. Fives, right? Right? I'm by myself. Moving on. The Rams, 6-1. and one. Very good. Rams did lose to the number one team, the Arizona Cardinals, but... If you look at the Rams so far, they're taking care of business. One of the better defenses in the league. They made sure that when uh, Jared Goff returned home, he left the way he got drafted as a loser. But that team is good right now. But the question is, can they beat an Arizona team that is rolling, doing a thing with a very impressive quarterback in Kyle Murray? That whole team is firing on all cylinders. Arizona's playing with good defense as well as good, great offense. It's fun to watch. It's experimental. I can't wait for these two teams to face each other again. It's very much, it's very likely they may face each other three times this year. Twice in division play, once in uh, the playoffs. So I'm, I'm real curious to see how this one will play out. So, you know, good luck there. And, yeah, the number one team is Arizona. That shouldn't be surprising. So, that's the list. Next week, it can be different. You know what I'm saying? Some teams that were on the bubble. I like the Titans, but I think I put the, uh, based on, they beat the Bills, but I like the, they're third in rushing, which teams just don't believe in anymore. But Derrick Henry is a monster. Um, I had the Bengals in there. I took them out. So, I think the teams I put in there are pretty good. What we're learning is, as we made it to week seven, there are great teams and there are crap teams. Giants, Jets, crap. Denver, <laughs> Denver, Carolina, borderline crap. Washington football team, they're just the Washington, they don't even have a name. 
Um, <laughs> so the Jacksonville Jaguars, you, um, excuse me, the London Jaguars, you know what I'm saying? You get where I'm getting at. There are some good teams. The rest are crap. All right, so. Who, 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 who should be or who's the front runner for the MVP award? Well, after yesterday, it was kind of narrowed down. Now, Lamar Jackson has been great, but I think losing to uh, Cincinnati the way they did kind of took him back a little bit. And Kyle Murray's playing fantastic. He's playing out his mind, but the whole team is playing very good. Dak Prescott having a very impressive year. It's go. It, it's to show the Cowboys may want to come up off that pocket a little bit, and because last year you were trash, you got Dak back, and now you're one of the better teams in the league. Just saying, just saying. But there, this, this MVP race, if the season stays the way it is, is going to come down to just two guys, in my opinion. As of today, it could change all, but as of today, we'll revisit the MVP race when Week Ten gets here. Which is two weeks away, three weeks away, some crap like that. But Tom Brady and Har- um crap. Harris. Henry. Sorry. <laughs> Where the hell did I get Harris from? Uh Henry. Fantastic from what we're seeing from him running the ball. Tennessee has something we have basically is a throwback. Give me the ball. I'm going to run. And I'm going to run hard. I'm going to run through everybody. And I'm going to run through the first person that thinks they're going to walk up to me. And the next person that thinks they're going to walk up to me. And then after that, if they think they can tackle me, I'm just going to stiff on them so hard. They end up on the other side of the field. Oh, not to mention, my name is Derek Henry, the Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama, who just continues to bus drive through everybody. Jerome Bettis might have been the bus Derrick Henry could possibly be the bulldozer or the tractor trailer. No, the 18 wheeler. There we go. Jerome Bass was the bus. Derrick Henry's the 18 wheeler because he's hitting cats like they're a deer in the middle of 95 and he is splattering them. He is having a magnificent year, first in yards, uh, rushing, second in scoring. Let me tell you how they break this down. Kickers are normally nominated in this category. He is second. First is a kicker. The rest are kickers. He is second. If Derrick Henry doesn't win MVP this year, I want them to change the MVP name because the bias of giving the MVP award to only, to only quarterbacks is getting a little annoying. Like, there are 11 people that play. You can find, I think... You should pick a player from each position and find an argument because it's it's insulting and it's offensive that you just keep giving it to MVP awards. Like, Derrick Henry is busting his butt like you ain't never seen before, and I'm impressed. Now, only one person should beat him, and that person is the 45-year-old, <clears throat> the 45-year-old um, Tom Brady. Who is, let me let you know, first in passing yards, second in touchdowns. What? He's 45, guys. And he's balling like he was drafted last week. There are guys in the league. He's doing stuff that guys in the league younger than him. Literally, 
twice his age are not able to do. Period. Like, how freaky is that? Like, what is he on? Go back to my, my, my argument. The last running back to win the MVP award was Adrian Peterson in 2012. Before him was 2006 with Damian Thompson. Now, they got a little greedy. They went back to back. So, the NFL must have freaked out. But since AP, who ain't even in the league, won it in 2012, there has not been another quarterback that has won, I mean, running back that has won it. What? Come on. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Henry <laughs> should be a strong consideration. But Tom Brady, 45, may get it to me. Sorry, the guy's 45 years old. You're not going to get me to uh, not give some support to a man 45 years old doing something I am not capable of doing. I mean, I probably could. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I can't. I don't want to get hit. I would play like Tom Brady if I was a quarterback. I really would. I would, I would definitely play like Tom Brady. I would just, oh, no, they're coming to hit me. And then I would crawl up into a ball. <laughs> just traded for Joe Flacco. Why? I'm not going down that path. Like, I'm having a good show. I'm not going to raise my blood pressure because the Giants and the Jets are, you know, trash. With a capital T. They're that trash can you walk by and you smell it. Like at a restaurant. Hold on, I got... I'm allergic to them. That's how bad they are. Yeah, it's it, it, horrible. Anyway, this is Downright Sports. I appreciate you all listening. If you're watching on Facebook Live, much love. I appreciate it. Uh, real quick, what we're going to do is the news bulletin. If you're listening on the podcast, you won't hear the news bulletin. But if you're listening on Dynasty Radio and Street Madness Radio, you will hear the news bulletin. As my dogs get up and shake a little bit. They like to rearrange where they sit. It's so weird. Anyway, this diary is supposed to be right back. Mac players, ballers, grinders. Yeah, I'm the real true pimp of the year. Will you feel me? <laughs> pimp of the motherfucking year. Give it up, give it up, and give it to me. A Big Mac, capitalized, double deep sink in this zone. So I'ma get sick with it. Or give me drink and bomb and let me get with it. Yeah, cause I'ma be the biggest pimp of the year. Going around doing shit like this here. Cause a nigga is strong and wait too long when it comes to my ding dong. But, but, I get a check when I sign on the dotted line. So now I know I gotta get in mine. It's really no thing to make sick to be a real true P.I.M.P. Cause I had me a hoe or two or more Way back in 80 fucking folk That's when I was a teen But my dick was still big to make a bitch bleed See, and of course I'm slapping hoes Smacking hoes up and down the fucking avenues And after I do that I'm digging deep in the pockets for a fat gap Feel me? I'm so goddamn bad That I had to kick off in the hoes ass Cause a girl tried to do me Ride off with a man in a Mustang pony And I knew I'd catch up with her Next day, rather paper, yeah, the nigga raped up But I'm not tripping Bitches like you wanna keep on slipping So I had to move on To the next young bitch that had it going on uh, And I'm not here to pump no fear I'm just a Mac player, pimp of the year, bitch Pimp of the year 
second verse, I learned a hell of a lot I'm from the get down start So I had my hoes hoeing Had every trap thinking I was the orthodontal going Cause all the game that I spit is good shit And the shit that I spit made me rich Cause I was all about money If the girl says she down, well bees come and get the honey Cause I'm giving it up quick Take a hit, take a look at them pink lips uh, And I bet it's better than great Not knowing that I bought this broad out of state And I met her in Italy Looking just like the actress singer Whitney But I knew she was a fake one But to me, young boy, it didn't really make me none I just walked up to her I said my name Drew down and I slick Rick the ruler And from that get go, I'm just a pimp ho You coming with me until the east side, oh And then she said, okay, I'm on my way Let me pack my bags before today And then I said, get with it And don't be a bitch and try to split uh, She was right up under my wing at the airport at 5.15 She said, who are you and why are you here? I said, I'm Drew down and pimp of the year For making hoes Every woman that I touch Bitch turns into go And I don't go for talk back Have respect when you're speaking to a pimp Fuck that Deduct from the paycheck Matter of fact, get your ass in the back of the Cadillac So I can ride and check and make Like rule number eight I keep a bitch in a plate And no, I don't play around Fuck around when it comes to my money, nigga And when it comes to getting a bitch sprung I give her Hennessy With a one-on-one So she can get so high Real high And that she knows I'm that type of guy Cause I'ma keep some just for the hoes And for myself I keep bend uh And when a hoe finds out I'm real, yes I am Mac player, pimp of the year Yeah, man, what's going on? What's going on? It's Worldwide Sounds Records own man, DJ Chase, man, the host of the pregame party miss podcast every week, uh, Monday through Friday, every week, man. New episodes, killing it, new interviews, you know what it is, man. Topics, all that music, giving insight to all all your uh, artist needs, all your independent needs. So tune in, lock in with the pregame party miss podcast with me, Worldwide Sounds Records own man, DJ Chase, you know what it is. Let's go. I appreciate big ups to my man, DJ Chase. Of Worldwide Sounds, uh, you can listen to his show, The Pre-Game Party Mix, uh, at any time. You can watch it on YouTube. He's inter- he's Basically, if you're an independent artist, you need to be tuned into this guy. He's giving you tricks of the trade, man. He's feeding your pearls here, as Al Pacino would say, instead of a woman. Hoo-ha, I'm feeding your pearls here, son. Alright, so the Atlanta Braves are back in the World Series. What? Are you serious? Before I talk about the Braves going to the World Series, let me just be clear. They're not going to face the Yankees, people, so there's a very high opportunity they could win. Just saying. Just saying. We remember the Braves. The Braves are the team of the decade. They're the team of the 90s and the decade. Come somewhat. Somewhat. Yankees did without the decade. Just saying. We won three out of four. Just saying. Just saying. But... 
You look at Atlanta and their rich history, and the Braves are one of those franchises. They make it hard for you to hate them, unless you're just a Mets fan. And in which case, you have every right to hate them, because they're the Braves showing the Mets they what. If you look at the Braves' history, it's kind of a rich one. Uh, they actually were the Milwaukee Braves from 53 to 65. They became the Boston. They were the Boston Braves. This is all over the place. They were the Boston Braves from 40. Uh, why is this out of order? Oh, I'm reading it backwards. That's my bad. All right, so they were a Boston. They were in Boston from 1871 to 1952 under different variations of names. They were the Boston Braves from 1912 to 1935. Then became the Boston Bees from 1936 to 1940, and then they realized we really like that Braves. So they went back to being the Boston Braves from 41 to 52, and then which they became the Milwaukee Braves from 53 to 65, and then they became the Atlanta Braves to today. One of the most rich franchises, if you really think about it, uh, all you gotta say is Aaron Hank Aaron Hammer Hank Aaron is. You know, the man, second all-time in home runs list. Like, first for a long time. Uh, before him was Babe Ruth, you know what I'm saying? So you got to give the Braves credit. But outside of Hank Aaron, they had one of the greatest pitching staffs a team could ask for. My favorite pitcher of all time, Greg Maddox, John Smoltz, Tom Glavin, uh, Bobby Cox on the bench. You can name, if you're a Braves fan, you can name these rosters. You got David Justice, Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones, Fred McGriff came to the team at one point. Like, the names are stellar. Like, big time names. Chipper is one of the greatest players to ever play. Chipper Jones was so great. I don't think people understand this. Chipper could play every position. At one point, Chipper went from third to, like, left field for a few seasons, back to third. John Smoltz was a starter that became, was a great starter, a great closer, and then a great starter again. So all you great analytics people out there that try to, you know, make a pitcher not pitch, well, you shouldn't because you had Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz, guys that wanted to pitch. Who can forget? If you're a Braves fan, you remember, I want to say it's 1990. I want to say in the World Series, Braves and the Twins. I want to say it's 1991. I want to say it's 1991. World Series, Braves, Twins. Yup. Smoltz and Jack Morris pitched uh, the, the game you'll never see any again. They both went nine. I want to say Morris went ten. Just a and the final score was something crazy. Like one, yep, final score was like one nothing. And it was just mono, e mono, let's talk. Let's do this. Give me the ball and don't come talk to me. The kind of baseball I wish I could get back. Here it is. Game seven. The Braves always gave you great series. They always gave you a great series. The series with the Braves versus Pittsburgh to get there. Barry Bonds. I think Barry Bonds, is, he misses the th- he throws it, but he doesn't make it. It was a great throw. It was a slide. Like, my memory is insane how I'm remembering this stuff right now. <laughs> you got to say, yeah, here it goes. John Smokes, he went seven. Okay. Smokes went seven. He went seven, gave up six hits, one walk, four Ks. All right. 
Uh, Jack Morris, are you ready for this? Ten innings, seven hits, two walks, no runs. Come on. Come on. Don't get, you can't get, you don't get goosebumps when you think of that? Like, how sick is that? Anyway, the Braves are going to play Houston, which is kind of impressive. I want to say this has to be the first time two teams are going to face each other in the World Series that have also faced each other in the National League Championship, at least in the playoffs. Because for those of you not young enough to notice, Houston used to be a National League team at one point, just like Milwaukee used to be an American League team at one point. But, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. These two teams are going to go at the Braves. If the Braves win, you got to be happy for Freddie Freeman to get one. But we I'm really secretly I want I always been a fan of Dusty Baker from day 1 uh when he used to coach the San Francisco Giants. Dusty just had like this cool swag to him. It was it, but he I feel like he gets disrespected. This is the part of the show you're all going to hate. This I feel like he really gets disrespected and mistreated because I, unless Dusty's like a bad guy or shows up to work late, everybody always talks highly of him. But recently, he ain't getting the kind of treatment he should be. So, Dusty takes San Francisco to the World Series, right? They play a, one of the greatest. It's the one. It's the only World Series I've watched from Game One to Game Seven that the Yankees didn't play in. And I watched every game when they played the, that terrible Angels team. I hated that team and that dumb rally monkey and all that and the fans and the Angels were just trash. I hated them. And then you got they put San Francisco was stat yeah Bonds and Jeff Kent and all these old guys as catcher Santino Sonoriano something like that he was like a hundred and ten when he was catching but Dusty takes them to the World Series Dusty leaves and goes to the Cubs and if it wasn't for Bart man Dusty's back in the World Series with the Cubs in two thousand and three like it just the next year if. Like, how crazy would that have been, right? Dusty kind of teeters around, and then he returns in Washington and help make the, get that team on the right track. They replace Dusty, win the World Series with a team he helped put together. Houston gets caught for cheating, fires their coach, hires Dusty, and he keeps the team on track, keeps the team where last year they were in the playoff, in the World Series hunt. This year gets them back to the World Series, gets them there. And now he has an opportunity to win it, which would be awesome. Dusty is one of the rare guys. He's took a, um, Dusty and Tony Larusa, and I want to say Whitey Herschel. I want to say are the only managers. No, and uh, Sparky Lau, Sparky Anderson. Excuse me. What's it? Yeah, Sparky Anderson took uh, American League teams and a national National League team to the World Series. Check me on it, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> I, I definitely know I'm right. But he took those guys. You know, it's pretty funny to see that. Secret. I would love. And then there's no contract. He has no contract extension. Nobody's offering him a deal. Like, are you serious, Houston? I know Dusty's up there in age, but the guy's proving to you he can get it done. You know what I'm saying? He's showing you the uh, what a true manager is. Dusty's 72 years young. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Um. To give to, you know, to kind of give you an idea how old Dusty is, you know what I'm saying? Um, give you a little, get a little idea. Uh, I'm gonna compare you. I'm gonna compare Dusty to another man. Dusty is three years younger than Sylvester Stallone, who's doing another Expendables movie. So 
which one do you believe more? <laughs> I'm just saying. So, you know, I'm really looking. I, I really want to see Dusty win this one. Dusty played for Atlanta. How about that? Dusty was the catcher, if I'm not mistaken, when Hank Aaron uh, hit 715. Yep. In 75, I want to say, 1975. I was there at the game. It was pretty fun. Uh, after the game, I didn't hang out with Hank. Hank was a family guy. But me and Dusty, we hung out. Uh, the, uh, we were in Atlanta. We hit up some random club back there. I don't even know if it was still open. It was like some hole in the wall. Dusty had the toothpick. I was chilling in the corner. We were just hanging out, shooting the breeze. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, but Dusty still owes me. He still owes me for some drinks, man. He just, you know, I just would appreciate if he just picked up the tab. You know, just be nice if you picked up one tab. You know, whatever, man. Got love for you, Dusty. Uh, look at his win percentage. Uh, Dusty Baker uh, is over 500, 534. The guy has got it done. But he's got his work, or, you know what I'm saying? He's got his hands tied with the Atlanta Braves, who people wanted to make an argument. Baseball is just not being fair. Why are the Dodgers playing in a playing game? Uh, and then why did the Giants and the Dodgers, two teams with 100, have to play each other in the first round? Because that's how the cookies crumble. You win your division, you get rewarded. It's just that simple. Enough is enough with this unfair stuff. Everybody plays the same amount of games. Everybody plays the same amount of teams. Everybody plays home and away. Everybody has the same opportunities. If the so if the Dodgers wanted to have a first-round bye, they should have beat San Francisco a few more times. And even then, there's unfairness. So what would we've gotten? We would have got the Giants and the Dodgers in the in the in the National League Championship Series would have mattered to nothing, and we would have had two teams that obviously was not good enough to get to the World Series. If you're great, doesn't matter who you play. Enough with these great teams that have never won the championship. If you're great, you win. If you're legendary, you win. There are good teams. There are above average teams. And then there's great. Great equals winning. Champions are great. Everybody else was good. We need to redefine what our definitions are when we say, because we're just throwing out these words. The GOAT. Everybody's a GOAT. Any fool who did one thing good is now the GOAT, the GOAT, the GOAT, the GOAT. Honestly, I hate the phrase the GOAT. It's stupid. You know what a goat does? It eats everything. To be fair, now it makes sense to me. Goat wins everything. Just call me the greatest of all time. Are we that lazy? We can't say greatest of all time. The best to ever do it. I'll be a fan. Oh, I'm the goat. Bad. <laughs> I'm the goat. Yeah, I'm the goat. It's just dumb. I'm just I'm over all this. Like I'm over it. All right. There were good. The Dodgers were good this year. San Francisco was good this year. Tampa was good this year. Boston was good this year. Atlanta and Houston, we're going to find out who was great. Okay? You win a championship, you're great. Just that simple. You win your division, you were good. Like, if everybody is great, then who's the best? Well, we're all great, but there's one best. Like, stop it. Enough. There's good, there's great, there's bad. Yankees were bad. They just made the playoffs. But Yankees was bad. They were bad. Yankee fans, we don't settle for the wild card. Enough. I don't know how the hell Aaron Boone got an extension for three more years. And then he gives them a, you better do something. How about you just fired the bum? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what has he done? <sighs> I made myself angry. But, like, honestly, what has Aaron Boone 
done that was so legendary? What has he done that was so game-changing? What? He hit a home run for us 20 years ago. And then after that, we replaced him with A-Rod, who actually bought us a damn World Series. But this other guy, like, like, oh, like has he even won the division since he's been with us? Like, have we won the division one year? Or have we just made the plate, the wild card for five miserable seasons, four miserable seasons? He ain't like... I'm sorry, Mr. Boone, but your measure, you, you, your predecessors in Joe Torrey and Joe, the Joes, Joe Torrey and Joe Girardi, won divisions, won World Series. Joe Girardi should not have got fired or let go. He took the Yankees to a Game 7 in the American League Championship Series with a team no one thought could make it. And he was this close, and now we find out he was cheated out of it, probably. And they let him go. For a guy who's working at ESPN, why? Because he listens to the general manager and listens to what everything he says? That's half the problem in baseball. Too much with this GMs making calls. Look, GM, if you've hired a coach or you hired a man, you hired a coach, you hired a manager, let them do their job. Sign the damn check and shut up. You want to give some input? Give input. But all this, you should play this lineup. You should play that guy here. <laughs> you ain't in the clubhouse all the time. You're not on the bus or the plane sitting there getting to know these guys day in and day out, hearing their issues, hit, feel, you know, if, they, if they still do infield, hitting ground balls, taking infield. You're just in a box with a suit on. <laughs> I picked this whole roster. Well, then, if the Yankees and others, if the GM is picking it, then there's a lot of GMs that should be fired. Because apparently, you know what I'm saying? Like, hmm, what do the numbers say? The numbers say that guy's going to... Because you know what you're starting to look? And I'm going to cut it off here. Watch baseball recently. The shift stuff, they don't have to change it. Because guys are starting... Forget it, I'll bunt. Guys are starting to hit the other way, which is a sad argument. Because guys... Imagine, hey, Aaron, Willie Mays, Pete Rose, Babe Ruth, Babe uh, Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds would never have to take steroids. Ken Griffey Jr. would have been... If Ken Griffey played in today's baseball, he would make a billion dollars a year. Because if you take guys... This is the one time you can say, if you took guys from the past and put them in today's baseball, forget it. John Smoke, that whole Braves... Pitchers that Braves would have 10 championships. <laughs> they would win a championship every season. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Randy, you think guys is impressive throwing at 100? Randy threw at 100 and was effective. Come on, stop it. Anyway, I appreciate you guys. Next week, we'll be back for one more show before I take a little break. And then uh, next week's show will be the... No, next week's show. Will we show next week? No, there won't be. This is it. Holy bully. Now, nah, maybe I'll pre- recorded show. I'm going to do a Halloween version. That's what I'll do. I'll do a Halloween pre-recorded show. We'll do the trick the treats of the year. Whoa. <laughs> I'm sick of that. No. When the show airs, it'll be November. It doesn't make sense. I'm not pre-recorded. This is the last show for two weeks, okay? Yeah, <laughs> this is the last show for two weeks. And then I'll be back. I'll make an announcement. Stay tuned and pay attention. Hey, uh, if you want, if you listen on Dynasty Radio, thank you for listening. I appreciate you hear the show. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 o'clock. If you listen on Street Madness Radio, you listen to the show Wednesdays at 11 o'clock. And if you listen on the podcast, you can download the podcast Tuesdays at 9 o'clock. Um, anywhere major podcasts are downloaded. Hey, thanks everybody. You, um, another cool show. A couple days off. We'll be back in two weeks. Um, 
And as always, be safe, be smart. Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna ruffle some fellas here, but remember, it's not for you; it's for others. You do. You wear. You you, you drive on the right side of the road so you don't kill somebody else. I'm just saying. All right. So be safe, and as always, I love you, deuces, and just you know, respect other people. If you if you have a difference of opinion, you have a difference of opinion. Just understand. So does that other person. All right. I'm real big on like this humanitarian. I want everybody else to be nice so I can be mean. I feel like I have to be nice because everybody else is mean. I want to be mean. It's not fair. Let me be mean. All right, Hogan, take us out. Ooh, brother, brother. <laughs> I'm silly. It's because I'm off work tomorrow. That's why. This is. You have got to say it, but we know in the booth. Yes, we have to say it. Remember, this is just a football game. No matter who wins or loses. An unspeakable tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon, outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City, the most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles, shot twice in the back, rushed to Roosevelt Hospital, dead on arrival.
going on world it's the one and only dj chase the host of the pregame party miss podcast where every week new episodes every month new interviews you know what it is dj chase the worldwide sounds records pregame party miss podcast lock in with me lock in get in tune learn about the music business learn about tips tips and tricks of the music business you know what it is man shout out to downright sports Brent reed let's go hi this is adam bernstein the host of the roadie rumble podcast with 26 episodes in on youtube We keep grinding away with interviews from Rhode Island athletes, University of Rhode Island athletes, coaches, athletic administrators, and even media personnel from the Rhode Island area. So check it out on YouTube, the Roadie Rumble podcast. Just type in Roadie Rumble, hit that subscribe button. It would really mean a lot. And uh, you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Roadie Rumble.